I've jumped from topic to topic a few times since we started the early bird news. The first theme I found was more or less news that sounds ridiculous, but is true. After a while, I switched over to presenting new news in science. Now though, I think I'm finding myself transitioning again. So today, once again, I'll be discussing a recent scientific study and why it shouldn't be taken too seriously. Okay, so everybody is pretty familiar with clickbaity titles. Things like, you won't believe this, and doctors hate this guy because, and all sorts of nonsense like that. But we usually expect better from scientific journals. You don't expect to see a headline that makes a ludicrous claim and then just completely fails to back it up. This week's ludicrous headline focused, as so many do, on Monsanto. The title is New Study Links Common Herbicides and Antibiotic Resistance. But the subtitle is where they really get you. The subtitle is A new study finds that bacteria develop antibiotic resistance up to 100,000 times faster when exposed to the world's most widely used herbicides, Roundup, glyphosate, and Camba, dicamba and antibiotics compared to without the herbicide. Now, right off the bat, my first question is, why did they specifically choose two herbicides from Monsanto? Perhaps they are the most used herbicides in the world, but this completely and entirely overlooks the entire organic industry, which is huge and does not use any of Monsanto's herbicides which is, I think, a big part of the point. So right off the bat, we're completely excluding an entire section of agriculture. And then the thing that is absolutely crazy to the point of being irresponsible is that the only antibiotic that they used is a dual herbicide and antibiotic. Now, I think best in analogies. So here's my analogy for this test and its conclusions. Bear with me. The simplest type of nuclear bomb works by firing a subcritical uranium bullet into a subcritical chunk of uranium. When they come into contact, they enter a supercritical state and begin an exponential chain reaction. This is, of course, extremely effective, but it relies on both parts. Either one, on its own, won't explode. If you were to fire that subcritical uranium bullet at a bottle of Diet Dr. Pepper, the most interesting thing that would happen is a long investigation by the FBI. Now, with this paper, they demonstrated that bacteria rapidly developed immunity when exposed to an herbicide and an antibiotic that is also an herbicide. That in itself is a minor discovery that shouldn't surprise you. Like the nuclear bomb, in this case, bringing two similar things together results in an amplified effect. Now, the issue lies in their conclusions, and especially the headline. The results are being framed in a way that implies a much broader applicability than is remotely reasonable. Any other antibiotic, any other herbicides, we have absolutely no reason to think that they have any sort of interaction. 
it needs to be tested further. But how are you supposed to know that? That's the sort of claim that even I wouldn't be able to come up with at a glance on this paper because I am not an expert in this field. So here's my takeaway. Be skeptical of any single study that contradicts scientific consensus. The scientific community is divided into countless specialties, and unless you're an expert in that exact field, you may not be equipped with the knowledge to debunk or invalidate the claims of a paper. The single strongest response you should have is, well, that's interesting. I wonder if their results are reproducible. To become established scientific consensus, a paper must go through peer review to determine if it followed appropriate scientific rigor and it must be reproduced and verified independently. Peer review especially is important because it can stop a bad paper before it's even published. Unfortunately, many journals do an awful job of it. Uh, for example, a paper was published in 2013, which made the intentionally ludicrous claim that their test drug was effective against cancer. Now, this was ludicrous because they applied their chemical and a hefty dose of ethanol to the cancer cells. And well, the paper obviously didn't prove anything about cancer treatment, besides the fact that pouring ethanol on a cell will kill the cell, it did prove that a lot of journals will publish whatever you send them, unread, if you'll pay their fee. And this is why having the redundancy of independent verification is so important. It filters out the meaningless results. As for the timescale of reproducibility testing, just look at Einstein's theory of general relativity. He published that in 1916. And last year, in 2017, the LIGO lab at Caltech observed the predicted gravitational waves for the first time. Science is a slow and thorough process. Don't try to rush it. For sources and to see these papers, please visit our website, at www.podcast.com.net. The link is in the show notes. Today's bird of the day is the brown quail, a common bird in Europe that's shaped roughly like an egg. 